0: And the title has been Evangelism Episodes. Most uh, of these messages have focused on evangelism from the book of Acts. However, this evening, I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. And focusing on, in evangelism, what God's role is and what our role is in evangelism because there are two distinct roles. There's the work of the sovereign and there's the work of the saints. And it, it's not one or the other, it is both and. And it's good to be reminded of that as, uh, as we focus on sharing the Lord. It's good to be reminded of it because uh, on the one hand, it, it's truth and so uh, we only ha- have victory uh, when we're and and power when we're following biblical truth. But also, it puts me in my place and allows me to see what God's role is and what God's place is in sharing the Lord. Uh, on the one hand, it takes some measure of pressure off of you and off of me. On the other hand, it magnifies the responsibility that I have and that you have as children of God. Matthew 13 verses 1 through 9. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a boat and sat and and the whole multitude stood on the shore. So he has hordes of folks. I mean there's a lot of people who have gathered by this point uh, in his earthly ministry following him listening to every word. And he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some of the seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Some fell among stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. Uh, And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other seeds fell into good ground, And brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now verse 18 of the same chapter. Hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed in stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and immediately with joy receives it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but endures for a while, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, immediately he is offended. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, the cares of this age, the deceitfulness of riches, chokes the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he that received seed in the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, who also bore fruit, or beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. The work of the sovereign and the work of the saints in evangelism. First of all, I want us to be uh, reminded of the work of God, the work of the sovereign, God's work. Guys, you're going to have to uh, advance that if you would. Maybe I'm, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. It's me. It's not you. It's me. I had it. I didn't have it turned on. Um, You know, one time, I think I told you all this this story. I was pastoring in Sedalia, my first church, and uh, you know how technically impotent I am I can't do anything it's it's just it's pitiful Uh, my grandsons who who are still in elementary school have to help me with technology Um, and, uh, and my kids always have and I say please just just do it for me I'll be dead soon you won't have to to worry about this but there was an electrical storm when I was in Sedalia in 1985 and the tv blew out so called the TV repairman. This is back in the days when they made house calls. And he came over, he listened to uh, what I told him what had happened the night before. And it's probably fried, but uh, can, you, can you try to see if something uh, uh, will work? And he looked at it, he walked over, picked up the cord and plugged it in. And it worked just fine. That is a true story. $50 later, later for that house call. So Like I said, that was my fault. The work of God, preparing the soil. Matthew 13, the parable of the sower, the seed, and the soils, Um, various soils in which the seed is sown, um, a variety of soils, but there's only one type of soil which will bring fruit. That's the good soil. The sower, the seed, remain the same. I'm the same person that I was when I was saved 46-plus years ago. The seed of the Word of God is the same. It doesn't change. But what, where the variable is, is to whom I am sharing and with whom I am sharing, that I am broadcasting the seed. That varies. Uh, and I need to come to the point of recognizing, if I haven't already, and you do as well, I can't change a heart. You cannot change a heart. So the onus is off of you. You're not responsible for changing a heart, nor am I. It's the work of the sovereign God. Now, what does he do? Well, Scripture teaches that first, God chooses the soil. He is the one who determines what the good soil will be. Now, think about it this way, logically. Everyone outside of Christ is lost and depraved and spiritually dead, right? And no one can raise himself or herself from spiritual deadness. No, you have he quickened, Ephesians 2.1 who were dead in trespasses and sins. So God must do the quickening. He must do the waking up, and he does that according to his own will. In fact, Jesus said, all that the Father gives me will happen, shall come to me. All that he gives me shall come to me so that, uh, that unless you are a universalist and believe everyone throughout time has in fact been saved or will be saved every single soul and certainly you don't believe that nor do i because scripture uh, teaches broad is the way that leads to destruction many there are that are in that way so you're not a universalist nor am i you don't believe everyone has been redeemed in fact you don't believe most people have been redeemed nor do i that means that must mean that god is choosing and I don't have that all figured out. I believe it. Uh, scripture teaches that you can't read the New Testament without finding uh, the word uh, choose, chosen, uh, elect, uh, foreordained, um, uh, predetermined or predestined. And it's just all over the place. So there, there is a mechanism going on from eternity past. In fact, it says, Scripture says you're elect, believers elect from the foundation of the earth. That means eternity past before there was anything. God knew uh, who would have the good soil in the heart. I kind of uh, reckon it uh, the same way the apostle Paul did in Romans eleven thirty three. Uh, after uh, all of these chapters of uh, the doctrine of justification by faith. He says, the depth of the riches, the wisdom and knowledge of God, they're unsearchable. I can't find it. I can't, his ways, they're past finding out. I cannot uh, give you uh, a clear, succinct, definitive uh, uh, explanation of God's uh, election in eternity past other than to say he must do the choosing. I've come to the conviction, and I have for a long time, decades now, that no one would ever be saved if God did not superintend his word, the seed, being planted in the heart of that lost person. Amen? He must superintend that, or it's not going to happen. <clears throat> he prepares the soil of the human heart because no one would choose him if he wasn't first drawing them, that person, to himself. So, God chooses the soil. Secondly, God cultivates the soil, You've, uh, you're familiar with uh, fallow ground. Uh, some of the uh, Old Testament prophets spoke about break up the fallow ground. The hardened soil has to do with a hard heart. Because seed, uh, good seed, will not germinate and bring about a harvest if it just sits on top of the soil. Or if uh, the soil is, is uh, full of weeds and it chokes out that seed. There must be a turning over of the soil so that the seed can, in fact, be planted and it can germinate. For the lost, God cultivates or plows the soil of the hearts. By convicting them, in fact, uh, Scripture says, how, do, what is, "How does he convict them?" In John sixteen eight, Jesus said, "He convicts them of sin. That is, you are lost, and you are uh, stand uh, uh, in the in the line of judgment because of your sin, because it's God's righteousness which has been offended, and because His righteousness has been offended, He is just in judging you and eternally judging you." And I tell you, folks, I don't know how I grew up for 20 years going to church all the time, albeit not a Bible-believing church, uh, but I never, that I know if I never heard one time the message, not what, right up and down this road, past this church a thousand times when I was growing up and I was lost, and the, the best I know until I was 20 years old, I did not understand that I was separated from God because of my sin. I really didn't. Uh, now, now, maybe everyone else. What about you? Anybody else here uh, who is here tonight? By raising your hand, for the longest time, you did not know of sin of righteousness and judgment. You were separated from God because of your sin. And for the longest time, you were unaware of that. Anybody join me in that? A number of you are, were like that. Uh, well, a man shared with me And he shared with me my sin, uh, just using the Ten Commandments. Oh, I've broken that. Yes, I've broken that. Yes, I've broken that. I've violated all of it. Talk to me about the holiness of God and the reason why Jesus had to come. And if I, uh, in fact, would receive him, I would be forgiven. Um, And if I didn't, I would be eternally uh, judged. And so, yes, when the seed was sown, my heart... uh, was um was broken up the fallow ground was broken my heart was cultivated so that the good seed would in fact um, bring about fruit jesus said in john 6 uh, 44 no one can come to me to jesus except the father who has sent me draw him and so we see the sovereign work of god in and, and i don't have anything to do with that i mean literally uh, who he chose in eternity past, I can't know. He doesn't want me to know. I don't worry about it. I literally do not even think about, well, uh, look at this person and his or her lifestyle, and, uh, uh, and I can't identify with, with him. Uh, she's not going to uh, accept the gospel. What? Everyone's equally lost who doesn't know. They're all equally lost, Right. Now, they may be bound up in, uh, in this sin, this particular person, and this particular person, in this sin, and this particular person uh, holding on to this religion, all, but they all stand condemned. And at one time, I too stood condemned. Of course I can identify with them, uh, lost and in need of the grace of God, amen? And so I don't even have to worry about the work of God, his sovereign work. He will take care of that. And Wow. That, that just, that takes the heat off me. I don't have to produce. In fact, not only do I have to produce, I can't produce. And when you really own that in your heart, there is such a freedom there that I am not looking to uh, win, the, win the, uh, the lottery, as it were. Maybe I can get this person uh, uh, and have opportunity to share. No, just throw out the seed everywhere and God will do the placing of it. Using you in that. So, God's role is a sovereign work that He does. That is not to say that we're to sit back uh, and do little or nothing. Of course not. Not only are lost people uh, intimately involved because they respond to the gospel, but believers are also intimately involved because we are involved in planting the seed of the gospel. That's how you're saved you're saved because someone shared the gospel with you or somehow you heard uh, uh, the gospel. Now throughout time uh, it used to be pretty much a, a one-on-one witness or maybe it was a, a preacher uh, who was thundering from the pulpit but uh, uh, maybe it was grandma who shared with you or but you uh, back throughout time uh, it's been that way. Now, nowadays. There's much more printed material. That is, it isn't necessarily uh, with a physical person uh, right there in your presence, maybe by way of internet or TV or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, you heard the gospel and you were converted. In fact, the apostle Peter succinctly said that a person is saved by being born again, born anew, not of corruptible seed that is religion, good works, and the like, but of incorruptible seed, the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So it's actually the content of the gospel, the gospel itself, that folks will hear and believe. And how shall they hear unless someone delivers the message? Romans chapter uh, 10, I believe. Romans chapter 10? I think chapter 10. So, a couple of points on the role of the the sower, namely you, namely me. The sown seed takes root through prayerfully preaching the content of the gospel. Now, that's not to say uh, that God cannot save someone if I'm not doing that, but that's the biblical model. That he that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, will doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. That is, with a passionate heart for the lost. And so I'm to actually share the content of the gospel. What is the gospel? Why does it matter? Uh, why, why isn't just uh, any old way good enough? Why is it a narrow way, a very narrow way? There's only one way that leads to life, and that is through the personal work of Christ, what he has done, and uh, believing by faith in uh, in him. And so, I am to have the theological conviction as well as the practical expression of being wholly dependent on him. God, you are doing the saving— You are the one who is uh, uh, turning over the fallow ground in the heart. You're plowing up the soil. And you've called me uh, to broadcast the seed, the gospel seed. And I'm doing so prayerfully, trusting you to take that and bring fruit. You know... It's really, it's really so simple. Why, uh, why do I sometimes, and just mulling it over uh, in my mind, maybe want to make it more complex than that? Think of the farmer, the person who, uh, the wheat farmer, uh, barley, uh, or or whatever it might be. All he or she does is put the seed out there, uh, prepares the ground, cultivates it, puts the seed in there, but cannot stand over and say, "Okay, germinate." Sure, I command you to germinate. No, the farmer doesn't have that power to do that. But the farmer can sure pray to the Lord of the harvest and say, God, would you break open uh, that seed? Would you allow water to come? Would you allow the warmth uh, of the sun to cause that to, in fact, bring forth fruit? And so spiritually, we do uh, much the same thing. This has to do with financial giving in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. But but really, uh, the principle of sowing and reaping can apply uh, to all kinds of areas of life. This I say, he who soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He who soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Okay, if that applies to money, can't it apply to uh, sharing the Lord and, and make that application? He who sows the gospel seed in a handful of lives is only going to be used of the Lord to see a handful of people come to know the Savior uh, in that amount, in in a lifetime. But he who or she who is always delivering the seed, the promise is, if you're doing it with the right heart attitude as they were in 2 Corinthians, they first gave themselves, the Macedonians first gave themselves to the Lord, then we can believe and trust God will providentially use my witness, use my ministry uh, to uh, see people saved. Folks, the charismatic should not be the only ones who pray with expectation. Uh, it's probably about time for, uh, for some Baptists to start believing that God is going to do something, going to be- that we'll, we'll believe that God will do what he says he will do. And he has said, if you will sow abundantly, you're going to reap abundantly. Now, when and what that will look like is anyone's guess. I don't know what that will look like. I don't know what it'll look like for my life. But I believe that he will use me. Amen? Will God use you if you avail yourself to him today? Amen? He will. He absolutely will use you in an an amazing way. Uh, In a way that you could never have anticipated. You could never have planned it. You could never have scripted it this particular way. But if you say, yes, Lord, uh, here am I. Send me. Then in fact, he will use you as you so Abundantly. So the sown seed will take root through God's mechanism uh, of election uh, and my involvement prayerfully preaching the content of the gospel. But it's, it's more than that, it's more than just telling folks what the gospel is, it is calling people to commit to the gospel. It, fruit is realized when the person says, Yes, Lord. And many times in the book of Acts, we see the gospel was shared and the lost were called to repent and believe. In fact, Scripture says God commands everyone to repent. God has called the whole world to repent and believe. And so, as we share the gospel, um, it is on us to say, will you turn from your own way? Do you have a heart uh, that desires uh, eternal life, forgiveness of sin, a home in heaven, uh, uh, to follow the Lordship of Christ? If so, turn from your way, as Paul told the Thessalonians, and in repentance, and turn, in fact, to him. Now, folks, we can do that. I can do that. You can do that with the neighbor, with a, a family member, with a co-worker, and the like. Um... And really, uh, it's what connects the dots. It's repentance from sin, faith toward Christ, which have been worked into the heart of the lost person by the Lord Himself. And so, by faith, uh, that lost person turns to the Lord for salvation. In these evangelism episodes, um, it's been, I hope, made clear that we have a significant responsibility. I haven't preached many messages throughout the summer on evangelism, personal evangelism. And my responsibility is not to change a person's heart. It's not to address uh, political issues, uh, uh, cultural things. Uh, now, they may, they may come into play, but it's the heart of the gospel which is needed. So thankful to the man who shared with me uh, way back uh, when I was active duty in the Navy. um, He, I mean, I was was living just out there in sin. Everything about my life was sin, really. I I, I don't know anything that wasn't sin. I went out of my way to court sin. Not bragging, just saying that's how it was at 20 years of age. And he he didn't even address any of these things. He went right for the heart you are a sinner, God is righteous, you stand in the line for judgment, and there is only one hope, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts four twelve. And I believed, and the Lord had, was stirring in my heart and convicted me, smothering me with guilt. Which is exactly what the work of God is. He does that. That is how He does that. He brings that conviction and the law and, bring, and, and grants you the capacity to turn from your own way and turn to Him in faith. And so, my role uh, as a soul winner is not that salvation is going to come to the sinner because of me, nor is it going to come in spite of me, but God is going to use me. It's going to be through me, through your witness, being the conduit of the oil of grace. It's going to flow through that. Uh, It's it's going to be you as the one who broadcasts, the farmer who's, who's scattering the seed and scattering it abundantly. God has chosen to use a human agency... Namely, you, namely me, to communicate the gospel, planting the seed. And so I ask you, and I really, I'm I'm winding down, coming to the close, focused on evangelism for months now on Sunday evening. You've heard many messages, and I've preached many messages, so this is for me as well. Will I truly say, I am the sower? in Matthew 13. I have the seed. I'm more confident in that than in anything else. I'm not nearly uh, as confident in the sower uh, as I am in the seed. Amen. Anybody else honest? I'm not nearly as confident in the sower as I am in the sovereign. But if I will come to uh, the understanding that God has said the uh, the planting of seed is going to be through hu- the human agency, my people delivering the truth of Scripture to a lost and dying world. How are you going to do it? You're going to do it by praying and preaching, by going and giving. There's a, a, a myriad of ways to see this accomplished. In fact, I would even argue that he wants us to use any number uh, of those avenues. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to actually share. I'm, go- I'm going to give to missionaries. I'm going to go uh, around the block and look for folks with whom uh, I, can, uh, I can share the Lord witness. I had, uh, had a man stop me at Walmart uh, yesterday and I was, uh, I was uh, Kathy's out of town, I was doing some, some uh, important honeydews all honeydews are so important and uh, I had to get some supplies at, uh, at Walmart and a guy stopped me and he says you're my neighbor and, uh, and I, I, I recognized him uh, and we got to chat and everything and his comment, and, and, and I remember that he was a believer. I hadn't talked to him in months, long, long time. And uh, he, um, he said that he always sees, uh, he, he regularly sees Kathy and me walking around the block. We're on the beat around in our neighborhood for many, many, many blocks. And yes, we're old and overweight and, and the like. I'm the old one. She says she's the overweight one. I don't see it, but that's fine um (laughs) don't tell her I I, I ratted her out (laughs) because I don't think that about her but so yet it's it is physical exercise is of some profit first Peter says but we're out there we are actually looking to engage and we'd engaged him two or three years back uh, and found out that he is a strong believer and seen him in a long time and so uh, the point I'm making is, get out there! Somewhere! Somewhere! Get out there! Maybe you're getting out there will be writing a, a gospel presentation to your great-grandchild. That's getting out there. Maybe it'll be sharing with your hairdresser. Some of you. Your dentist. Your whoever. But don't just listen and I'm this is for me too don't just listen to exhortations and and to clear illustrations of evangelism as here in Matthew 13 and say that was nice I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about that no right now whatsoever your hand finds to do do it with your might do with all the gusto that your soul has Trusting him as the sovereign one and your role as the one who sows the gospel seed. I'm committing to, along with this morning, being intentional about encouraging, being intentional about evangelizing. God will use us. If you sow abundantly, you'll reap abundantly. That's that's kind of simple to understand, amen? And so let's be busy about the doing. Lord, I'm so thankful for this, your word. I'm convicted even during this service about this and who I will encounter tomorrow, who doesn't know you or if I don't know if that person knows you. So Lord, burden my soul for the lost, for those who don't yet understand their own sin, your righteousness and judgment to come, give me a burden in Awana, for those children, in Road to Bethlehem, for our community, in our, our various uh, ministries at Redbridge Shopping Center, this coming Saturday, and on and on in my in our neighborhoods, in our workplace, among extended family. Lord, you have a host of folks in and around our lives who need to hear the truth, the saving message of the gospel. So burden our hearts to, in fact, give a gospel witness, the content Jesus saves, and to call folks to turn to you. You'll bless that as we are wholly dependent on you. Lord Jesus, in your glorious name, we do pray.